right, bro. Tell me with a straight face. That's not the heaviest fucking song you've ever heard in your no, life. No, it by far that's the it's the heaviest <laughs> shit. I mean, it's like I didn't ex- even exaggerate. Normally, I'm easy. like normally I'm a little bit of a fibber, bro. I like stretch the truth a little bit. None of that happened here. This is the heaviest shit I think I've ever heard. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to Banger Alert. My name is Mitch. My name is Tanalo. And uh, yo, we got a big episode, dude. We got a <laughs> yeah. We got a good one. Hopefully, maybe this is trash because we're a little out of practice. We just started recording again, like recently, um, because some of you guys may be aware. You know, Tanalo just moved to do a different house. That's what our whole last episode was about. It was just sort of like catching up and getting back in the groove. But yeah, it's getting towards the we end. We said of the we were bringing back some heavy shit. Yeah, and we're bringing back some. F- fucking heavy shit in fact we're bringing in the heaviest <laughs> shit um we literally the top 10 definitive heaviest tracks of this year don't at me you know i'm right yeah so we're actually we're gonna do a ranked top 10 for the first time in banger alert history i like how you name this playlist heaviest suvies heaviest ever <laughs> duh ever e-v-u-r <laughs> duh it's like uh yeah duh duh like, heaviest duh there's actually, there's a ton of tracks that I wanted to put on here. And then when I, I was like, oh, this is so fucking heavy. And then I look at the date and it was 2021. And I was Dude, like, fuck. That, bro, I dead ass. I wanted to put some down. Never mind. Well, I'll, I'll talk about this at the end. Because I'm about to talk about stuff that we didn't put on the list, which I don't want to spoil it. Shout out to Mugshot. Yeah, dude. Could, didn't make the list because you didn't really shit in 2022, but you're heavy and I love you. Fuck. All right. So, so let's jump in. Now, one thing I want to say before we jump in this list, uh, well, two things, actually. First, obviously, we didn't listen to every single song released this year. No, no, we were kidding. We fucking tried. We tried, but yeah, like, we didn't listen we gave to it a everything. Shot. So we, we got some picks from your guys' comments. Uh, Mitch put out a, uh, a Discord blast to everybody. And then, so a lot of your guys' is your, wow. A lot of <laughs> a lot of views, guys' is picks. There's there's no easy way to say that, dude. A lot it's, of it's your either, picks. Uh, uh, a lot of, well, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's either, it's a lot of used guys's or a lot of y'all's. That's like what I want to say. A you know? lot of the posts on Discord were considered and put into the list. So, yes, you guys, what happened? We were, no, I can't fucking talk. I'm over here correcting you and then I like am messing up my words. What I did, I put a list or a list. I put a post on the Discord. <laughs> I was like, Christ. look, we haven't had an episode in a while. I want to get some input on what you guys, meaning our Discord and like our super dedicated people that listen to us, that like, you know, are posting shit in the Discord regularly. I was like, what do you all think is the heaviest shit of 2022? And we got some excellent responses. Like, I think most of that shit actually made the list, and the stuff that didn't make the mm-hmm. list will probably get an honorable mention. And the other stuff that didn't make the list was stuff that was actually dropped in 2021, not 2022. So we can't consider it because it's not 2022. Right. And to be clear, Um, because I don't know if we've specifically said it, this is the top 10 heaviest songs of 2022. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. 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 Let's fucking get this bitch in order. Fuck. Yeah. We are, we are going to put our names on an ordered list and say that this is the order that they should be in. Where we have been too pussy to do that in the past. We kind of have, bro. Um, if you listen to a song on this list and you're like, that ain't shit, then f- fucking wait till later on in the list. And if you <laughs> if you think you have a song heavier than the number one pick, 
first, you're wrong. Second, I need you to just think about, like, we'll get there when we get there. Whatever. I, I got some strong opinions about this list. We spent a long time putting this together. Yeah, it was, it was like 10 minutes. I, dude, it was so long. It was long. like really brutal. <laughs> Normally, we don't do any prep, but this time we actually, like, thought about it. That was a joke, by the way. Anyway, let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's, let's do this, bitch. All right, we got 10 heavy-ass shit tracks. Okay, number 10. It's Obsidian by Northlane. Yeah. Uh, sick. Run it. vibes are heavy as shit fuck yeah dude all right man so first track we got north lane it's obsidian and if you listen to the first minute of this song you might be like why the hell is this on this list like straight up because that's sort mm-hmm. of what i was thinking but then you get through towards like the middle and the end and like where it eventually goes and it's like all right yeah it's just some heavy shit yeah what was your thought process there's, there's a there's like two kinds of heavy or like a, a few kinds of heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So there's one where like, we'll get there like tracks, tracks one, one to one to three are just like the primary form of heavy where it's just like, okay, yeah, there's a filthy, disgusting breakdown that makes you want to kill your parents. And then <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but then there's this other kind of heavy where it's like the vibe is just so just down I don't, I don't even know if there's like the right word for it, but the tone is just so like drudging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I we've talked about this before where you have uh, a guitar tone or the, the guitars, including the bass are like filling up the spectrum in such a way where the sound sounds wide. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's just a wall of just boom, boom, bada, boom, boom, boom. That's what's going on here. So I was I was looking around for heavy shit and I saw Obsidian by North Lane get recommended. I'm not the biggest North Lane fan in the world. Like they're good. Like don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. they're not a band I like go out of my way to find. So I'm listening to this and then we get to the end and you just have this slow build over the course of the song. And then that last bit where he hits the low and just dum 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 dum. And I was like, okay, that's fucking heavy. Let's yep. go. Yeah, bro. hundred percent. I got all that time stamped and we can get there in a sec, but North Lane historically known as being like a gent band or like one of the big like yeah gent sort of progressive heavy bands um i'm gonna use the phrase progressive incorrectly here because i think most of the time when people say that they mean like it's progressive and that it's like pushing the musical boundary of like what could be done or some shit you know like you think like fucking dream I, theater I, I think you could definitely attribute prog to north lane yeah um, yeah for sure the way that i Kind of is all like, I I learned about it incorrectly. I thought that this is what progressive was. I thought progressive was that you start with like some bass idea and then you just iterate on it slowly over a long song, right? Oh no, yeah, no. Prague is just like weird and complicated and and musically diverse. It's like jazz. Yeah, the reason why I say all that <laughs> is because this song follows my incorrect understanding of what progressive was, if I'm going to use that adjective to describe it, and that you have, like, 
it's a really simple song, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's like one through line the whole time, and then everything just sort of goes in. Like it builds, it builds, it builds. Yeah. Uh, and I see what you're, yeah, absolutely. That's sort of like when I heard the first, cause it doesn't, the song doesn't even drop in for the first minute and a half. Like it's a minute 20 when the actual like guitars kick in, you know what I mean? Right. So we've probably played the intro at the, at this point, go ahead and play like probably like a minute 15, like back it up a little bit and just play that transition if you would. And I'll kind of illustrate the point here. Oh man, so good. that's great. That's great. I like that guitar. Uh, I'm gonna say squeal, but I don't think that's the right word. What's that? What do you call that, dude? I I mean, there's really no word for this shit, right? I just call it like atonal, atonal like noises, but I don't know. It, I always reference the uh, the body snatchers breakdown and take me to hell, mm-hmm. which is I mean I have to I always have to play clip. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking Christ! Okay, excellent. So I I have come a full 180 on body snatcher. By the way, they're fantastic. I remember when I showed um, you that like 60 episodes ago. You're like, that's just so stupid. I love it, but it's so stupid. You know? Yeah. And now I just love it. Uh, okay. So like that first part, that boom, 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 that's just a, uh, a, uh, a pinch harmonic. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it, there's a, there's like a pick string scrape with another pinch harmonic. At, let me just listen to it one more time. Yeah. Pinch harmonic. That's two pinch harmonics and quick six. And then that is like scraping your pick across the strings down mm-hmm. and then hitting another pinch harmonic, which is just nuts. But like the, the just scraping your pick along something and just making that noise is what I would call like an atonal, like an atonal noise that you would add. Is, um, is like it atonal element giving like a five second description of what a pinch harmonic is just in case anybody doesn't know? Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess. So it's, it's just a, it's a relatively simple guitar technique, but basically you're, you're forcing whatever string you're playing to have a harmonic on the note that you're having it on by, it sounds, it sounds weird. You have to see it, but like you, what you do is when you pluck the string, you bounce it off of your thumb and the point of contact the string makes with your thumb causes it to vibrate in a fraction so like normally if you pluck a string, the whole wave of the string goes up and down, mm-hmm. right? So if you pluck the string at a different point, but then you have something that separates it, that's how a harmonic gets made. Cause then it goes in a wavelength of two or three. And you're, it's, it's, you're it's hard like, to explain. Yeah. I, I realized after I said it, I was like, this is probably a little technical. It's that, it's that high pitch sound right there though. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just simple enough. Ba- yeah. Basically the, it, when you pluck a string, you have a wavelength of one, right? But mm-hmm. if you cut that in half, you're going to get a pitch that's twice as high. And that's what happens if you place your finger on the 12th fret, which is halfway up the string, which is why you get the open string up like two octaves. It's just, yeah. it's a way higher of the same pitch. Right. So you force that to happen by using your thumb when you pick. And if you have a shitload of distortion on it, you get that sound. Right. Um, And I think that maybe what's, 
going on here in Obsidian. But they have their distortion and their tone set up in such a way that it just sounds like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's definitely something along those lines. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. And Guitar nerds in the chat, where you at? I hope that... I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. You know way more about guitar stuff than I do. That sounded all correct. Uh, I, I'm sure that there's something <laughs> like that going on. It's... I almost hate that it we sounded fucking ridiculous, dude. I was, I, I definitely sounded like I was fucking rambling about like, so oh, you get the wavelengths and you pluck your thumb and it like makes a thing. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? It's okay, about? bro. It's okay. Like it, the point it is, to me. that's that, that's that sound. That's that weird sound that's going on. Right. Play the clip. And then like, the, we've gotten away from it, but if you want to play that little section again. Yeah, I can definitely see that being a pinch harmonic. So like you and just the it would take a level of precision to do that if you're doing that on one note because almost all pitch harmonics are bent so you know how the in the body snatchers it was like mm-hmm. so he hits the pinch harmonic and then bends the string right 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 so if you want to make a note doing that you could play the same fret but the different distance you bend it can produce a different note mm. which i think is what's happening here which means it's a very precise riff right 100 percent. you know what i mean to recreate those notes in consistency so moving on to the next like thing i noticed about this song is triplets bro like <coughs> the time signature of the song is like all over the place now nah, i'm gonna say all over the place it's consistent but it's just not four four so go to two minutes and like 15 seconds Yeah. I don't One know why. Two triplet. It's yeah, that's really good. It is. And it's like building, you know what I mean? I don't know mm-hmm. why, but the, like, just the movement of the notes right there. That's another part where I was like listening to this and it's sort of priming you for what's about to come, which mm-hmm. 241, this shit kind of drops in. getting better every time i hear it dude this song's great so because that triplet build into that part because you've already like been informed on that triplet rhythm in a simple setting now we get the drop where it's like i'm not really yeah i don't know it just makes it so excellent Mm -hmm. and i thought the vocals there are fantastic too it's not like a like a deep guttural or anything like slammy it's just you know what i mean yeah dude yeah i love it boss says you got to work on saturday oh <laughs> that's really good dude i love it excellent it did <sighs> i thought this is where it ended right like or i thought that this was sort of the climax of the song 315 it's just like where the production's really like set apart so just run this dude that fucking tone dude don't have to do any like nothing changes but they just like 
bring the bass in or they do something. I don't know what that even is. They just like hit the lower note. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, such a simple thing. And that's one of the things I love about heavy music, especially heavy music like this, mm-hmm. especially well, like when you're in the mood for it. Cause this, this song is like one motif. It's not complicated, right? Like mm. the, the mastery in the song is all in the production and like how the, how everything was put together, but it's one motif over the course of the song that just evolves. So the differentiation you have in a palm mute versus a not palm mute with that tone and with that production makes it so much heavier. Yep. And it's such a subtle difference. Yep. Excellent. Love it. So that for those reasons is why obsidian by Northland is our number 10 pick. Are you ready to move on to number nine? I am. Okay. So we probably won't spend as long on this one cause we already covered it, but number nine is slaughterhouse by motionless and white featuring Brian Garris. I'm not going to lie, dude. I was sort of hesitant to even put this on the list. Um, but then after you and I listened through it, I was like, okay, dude. Yeah. Like, okay. There's, there's an argument that can be made here. I mean, I mean, okay. So, so here's the deal with, uh, with slaughterhouse, right? Like motionless and white. It's like, it, I'm not going to say it's standard metalcore Cause that sounds insulting, but it's, it's not like filthy heavy, like the rest of the stuff on here. It's not, it doesn't have the crazy low tone, like obsidian or anything like that. It's just metalcore. But the way this song is written and like what it's talking about and Brian's vocals and the breakdown at the end, I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely deserving of a spot for yep. sure. This is the only one, like I could see people pushing back or be like, what the fuck dude, you put slaughterhouse by motionless and white, but you didn't include like, I don't fucking know what else, but you know what I mean? But I think there's an argument. Uh, well, we'll, I, th- I think we'll definitely get some like, Oh, you didn't put me on the, like, I, I just realized before we started recording that I forgot to listen to Tala's new album. Fuck. See, I did too. And there's probably some <laughs> disgustingly heavy shit on I'm there. I'm just so. now remembering about Tala's new yeah. album. Cause somebody told me about that <laughs> like last week and I was like, Oh yeah, I'll listen Whoops. to it. I forgot. But anyway, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right but right. I no, I unironically think this song is disgustingly heavy, even though it's not like absurd, like some of the stuff closer to the top. So do we want to just, I know and we already covered the song in its entirety on the podcast. Do we want to just like cover the breakdown? And that's pretty much what, what I think we need to do here. Let's give the intro yeah. just so you guys recognize, remember what the song is to so play, play it from the beginning for a little bit. It's so good. It's so dude in tone. Like, I don't know, man, like Brian Garris and Chris motionless are just able to create such a good back and forth. And again, we talked about this a lot when we actually, we did this episode with will a while back uh, when we covered. Yes, we did. Yeah. Motionless and white's album. Um, Dude. I, you want to just play the breakdown? Uh, Actually, I want to play two parts. So one thing I love about this album, and I don't remember if I remember to, I don't, I don't remember if I remember. I don't remember if I pointed this out when we covered it in the motionless and white episode, but there's this, there's this evolving motif in the chorus where, um, it was like sit back as we collapse mm-hmm. packaged up and sold for scraps as you blah, 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 blah. And then there's like a break where a line changes every refrain and the line before the breakdown is just insane. And I love it. So let me try to find it. Hold on. There it is. Okay. So two minutes and 55 seconds. There's just this blood curdling. I 
And it's like, <laughs> it comes out of nowhere and all the sound drops off. And it's so just raw that you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's such a huge point. Like, dude, I love screaming the song in the car. It's so fun. <clears throat> but then there's the breakdown. Yeah. Cut you off. Uh, cut you off down at your knees. Cut you up. Cut you up. Cut you up. Cut you down at your knees. Watch you bang like a rat for your luxuries. Cut you up. Cut you up. Rip the teeth from your mouth. You won't survive in this Okay. <laughs> is it standard? Yes. Is it the heaviest thing you've ever heard? No. Will people die in that pit? Absolutely. I, think I mean, the big I argument mean, for why this is so heavy, though, is because the whole song changes. Like, when they start that cut you up, cut you up. I got the words totally fucking wrong, by the way. I thought it was cut you down at your knees, but it's cut you up. Cut You're you close. Up, rip the teeth from your mouth or something. It was, it's cut you up, cut you up, cut you down at your knees. So you weren't far off. Oh, Make you shit. beg like a rack for your luxuries. Cut you up, cut you up, rip the teeth from your mouth. You won't survive in your slaughterhouse. Die. So I think the imagery in this song on point, that alone gives it a lot mm-hmm. of like, I'm going to call it heaviness score, right? Like yeah. that bumps it up. Lyrics are excellent. Brian Garris's vocals are in this part specifically 10 out of 10, not just like, oh, dude, not just like good, but just a really great fit, right? Because, oh, dude, it compliments Chris Motion, Chris, <laughs> it compliments Chris Motion. This is like style and like the way he does his mids and lows and everything. It compliments it beautifully. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though the breakdown is just bump, 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 pause, bump, 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 you know, like, yeah, if it was anything more, it would take away from it because of just this, like, are they built in this part of this song? And I remember yeah. the first time we heard this, I was like, damn. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it hits, it's just unfortunate that this is like against all of this other filth where it doesn't like when you put it up next to, I don't know the rest of, I don't want to spoil the list, but when you put it up to the rest of this stuff, it's like, yeah, of course it's not heavy, but it absolutely is just, you know, (laughs) heaviness is a weird thing because it's subjective. You know what I mean? And that's mostly why if anybody does disagree with this list, that's why they're going to disagree with it because it is not an objective metric. Like you can try No, but that's what gets memed by like uh, YouTubers, right? Like the, what was that video? Like the heaviest breakdown of all time. And dude just like set the BPM to like one beat every two weeks or something. And the song was like 400 oh, days. Long. Yeah. Dude, that's Rob Scallon that's, and uh boy in a band. Yeah. 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 And they held the microphone into the toilet as it's flushing. Like, <laughs> Into the, yeah. so <laughs> the the sink garbage disposal, yeah. That's all of that video, to say, man. though, like sometimes I think a band is able to strike the right chords to be heavy as fuck without the conventional things that make a song sound stereotypically heavy, which is absolutely what the bottom half of this list is going to be. But like, I just wanted to point that out, and I think this song is a great way to illustrate that point. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's that, man. Also, uh, I just want to guitar nerd real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, those dun dun dun, dun 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 that's a horror chord which is just one tone and another tone that are one half step apart from each other played at the same time mm. so yeah Fuck there's yeah. that effective indeed that's especially when distorted yeah well that the, the other thing is all of the all of these like breakdown techniques these atonal elements they only work because of the heavy distortion right 
You know, if you played it on an acoustic, it'd sound like ass. Um, <clears throat> okay. Three. Number eight. I mean, eight, rather. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> eight. So I've been listening to this band a lot recently. They just dropped a new EP. They're a fairly new band. I think the first thing they released was in 2021, but this uh, EP came out in 2022. It's called Extended Pain, and the song is Parasite by Throne. This band is Throne. Fucking giddy. to the point, you know? Yeah. So this is definitely more in the beat down hardcore side of the world, mm-hmm. uh, which is cheating a little bit, but it's like this, the last two minutes of this two minute, 30 second song is all breakdown. Kind and of. And it's just, just fucking insane. When we say like beat down hardcore, I don't know if that's specifically the right terminology, but we're talking about bands like knock loose, stick to your guns, Kublicon, like that sort of sound as opposed to like the shreddy, like, Right. More bands? Yeah. You're, sorry, you're giving me skeptical eye there for a second. I was like, wait, am I just wrong? But yeah. yeah. And with that, there are some tropes that like I think are used really effectively to get a lot out of a little. And that's sort of what's going on here. And the song is incredibly heavy as a result. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I really like this AP, IP, EP. And uh, we're going to see this a couple times where I don't, I don't think this is the best song on the EP, uh, not by a long shot, but it is kind of the drudgiest and heaviest, which is mm-hmm. why it's on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing is great start to finish, but this is the last song and it, it kind of slots in to where it's supposed to be when you listen to it in order. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Go to like 35 seconds. The way he says parasite here, like really just caught me the correct way. You know what I mean? I know why para everything cuts out sight boom and then we drop into that boom 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 excellent man like heavy guitar tones have gotten so good Mm. we've gotten so much better in the last like three years i'd say so much better yeah and it so in this song is basically this which is like a little bit of a breakdown, but then it carries for the rest of the song. And it's just this, this this aggressive, like slow churning, drudging march to the end. Pretty much the next big thing I wanted to call it here. This is really the only other timestamp we need, but if you go to a minute 35, this transition caught me off guard. That like descending core line, like you have like that whole sort of build that bum 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 ba da 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 na 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 you know 
That is so sick. And they even have the double bass drop in at like a minute and 45. And that's just, again, just a tried and true basic ass technique. We're not changing the world. This is not like groundbreaking music, but it is heavy as fuck. Yeah, pretty much. All right, man. I'm excited for this next song. Have you heard our pick for number seven, dude? I haven't. Okay, excellent. (laughs) So this is the first one in the list so far that you have not heard. This is one of my picks. Uh, Number seven, recommended to me by one of our excellent Discord patrons. This is Exodus by Brand of Sacrifice. And uh, dude, one of my favorite episodes that we ever did was when we covered Lifeblood by Brand of Sacrifice like a year ago, right? Like back when we did that. Man, that's such a good album. There, it's an incredible album. It's an incredible band. And yeah. Kyle is one of the coolest fucking people. Hey, I don't know, man. I just I really look up to that band. I think they're cool as shit. And this song fucking rips. Are you ready, dude? Let's do it. Uh, did we say the name of it? It's Exodus. Yeah, Exodus by... Okay, we, we did. We did. Number seven. Go! Think, dude. Fucking shit. All right. <laughs> that breakdown was filthy. That is one of the more disgusting breakdowns this year for sure. Yeah. I think that's the heaviest breakdown in a song that also has a clean chorus. I think that's the accolade we can give this song. Yeah. There is Ashen Memories by Myrlore. Oh, but fuck. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. Yeah. This but is- also, holy shit. <laughs> I forgot Meyer Lord did cleans on that song. But anyway. I know, right? They're really good, too. Yeah, they're crazy. Exodus by Brand of Sacrifice. This is is recent, bro. This came out, like, in the last couple of weeks. And, by the way, I can't remember I've said it before. Uh, Brandon sent this to us, like, based off that Discord thing. I was like, yo, what's the heaviest song? And he actually DM'd me on uh, Instagram about it. Thank you. Uh, Yes. Fuck, bro. There's just so much shit. Yeah. So, all right, man. I, I called out the chorus a second ago. You guys just heard the intro. The chorus is at a minute and four. So just to, let's just keep in mind that these two things are in the same song. So play the chorus here at a minute and four seconds. If you will. One thing I want to point out. I love out that here. line too. Yo. So which line? Just the melody. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I can't look away. Like that's just yeah. like, that's weirdly catchy for a brand of sacrifice song. <laughs> Dude, right? It's so good. 
Uh, one thing I really like about this chorus is there's like this really uh, kind of low saw synth underneath all of it that's following the vocal melody. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's like this buzzy sort of synth, like, you know, like it's kind of moving around with it. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it just makes the song. Okay. I'm going to try to describe this correctly and I'm probably going to fuck it up, but it's like on rails through the chorus and that saw is the rail, right? And then you ramp off of that into the just ridiculousness that is the rest of this song. I never mind. This analogy is not making any sense. It made sense when I thought it, but I'm having a hard time verbalizing. I don't know. It's like, this is sort of the, the, the constructed part of the song and the deconstructed chaos is like the verses and the breakdown that said, go to two minutes and 25 seconds. Fucking Jesus. Someone <laughs> someone so, heard Immortal by Lorna Shore and was like, I could do that. Yeah, bro. Um, it's kind of crazy how influential Lorna Shore is because every fucking band does that. But this is a Lorna Shore breakdown through and through. I disagree. It's a Lorna Shore breakdown. Really? It, well, no, no, no. Here's okay. It's got the elements of a Lorna Shore breakdown. It's got the vocal part of a Lorna Shore breakdown. It doesn't have the overindulgent five-minute buildup and five-minute execution that those songs have. Like, I mean, okay. If you if you yeah, took a Lorna Shore true. breakdown and you took the best like five seconds of it and scrunched it in, that's what this is. You know what I mean? That reminds me of the uh, of the breakdown in Sun Eater, where it just kind of comes out of nowhere and it's mostly this. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to cheapen this by equating it to Lorna. I, I think this is fucking disgusting and filthy. I also really, really well executed. While we're talking about the breakdown, bro, I think that pre breakdown line, like, I think it's your ambitions will crumble. I could be wrong. I didn't look that up, but I think that's what he says. Your ambition will crumble. That shit is insane. Like just insane. The processing on his voice right there. 10 out of yeah. 10. Who's the vocalist for this band? Cause he's, Fucking killing it. Uh, Kyle of Sacrifice, right? Oh, okay. Cool. <clears throat> all, all I know is that the uh, old drummer for Rings of Saturn, Lord Marco, plays in uh, Brand of Sacrifice now. I'm going to get his actual name. It's definitely not Kyle of Sacrifice. I think that's just his Instagram handle. His Twitter handle or whatever? Yeah. Kyle Anderson. That's his name. All right, cool. Yeah, dude. That's the vocalist here. He's an absolute monster. And honestly, the, all right, we're talking about the that album art might have started with a picture of his face. I'm not kidding. It kind of looks like him a little bit. It looks incredible. It's, it's wonderful. My only complaint is that they put that weird moon in the top right corner, but, uh, yeah, you just, you just get rid of that and it's perfect. No, well, the, <laughs> the moon is the eclipse. It's like in lore. I don't care. I mean, yeah, but it's like, you, you gotta have that though. It's like a, it's like a thing. Nah. Fucking whatever. All right. Exodus. What? <laughs> That's our number seven. <laughs> pick for heaviest song uh this year are you ready to move yeah, on and it's more or less self-explanatory yes okay so number six uh yeah it's fucking pal face so let's go. Let's i feel like if go. we didn't put pal face on this list we would have been ousted as as a uh, posers dude that shit you told me earlier 
makes this so much darker. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, before we get it, let's play 666. Just like a part of 666, I think. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, I'm going to put you through it here a minute because it'll make me uncomfortable. Like, just put like five or six seconds from the middle. That's enough. All right. Well, there, there, there's a part where he's screaming for his mom. That's really fucked up. But okay. So yeah, this is the intro to the album Fear and Dagger by Paleface. It's called 666. Uh, according to, let me get his, let me get his username. Hold on. I posted it in the, the Discord. We got some lore about the drop. When I heard this, yeah. I for sure, I was like, that's a skit. Like I'm unsettled. They did an excellent job producing that. Like, yeah, I was, I was going through and I was trying to listen to this you know, to, to vet it out for this episode. And I was like, Oh my God, I just, I'm so I you, uncomfortable. Dude, you texted me when we, I, we both at the same time are like, yeah, pale face deserves a spot on this list. And I think we both started the album at the same time and you tapped out. Yeah. And you're like, bro, I'm having too good of a day. Like I'm in too no, good I, of a mood for this. I was, ha- I was having too bad of a day. <laughs> I was like, sorry, the opposite, like, this is, yeah. is going to bring me down too far. I think <laughs> I, I don't have the, I don't have the, the positive, the positivity built up to be able to take this right now. I listened to um, the album, bro, and like, there's some absolute gems in here, bro. There's some really good, good shit. But sorry, what were you gonna say? No, no, no. Okay, so I was googling around on Reddit. Google, googling on Reddit. Wow, what the you were fuck redditing is, about? What the what the fuck is wrong with me? I was online, <laughs> and I was I was in the Deathcore subreddit as one does, and uh, there's a there's a user on Reddit who goes by agent armadillo 45. And, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but according to him, he is the person in this song doing the screaming and having the mental breakdown. And according to him, I assume it's a, it's a, he, and I assume, uh, uh, according to him, it's real. Okay. Like he was having a real nervous breakdown. Here's an actual comment from agent armadillo 45. You can look this up. Says, hey, the person in this recording was me. This is a real psychotic episode I recorded on accident. I asked Zelly if he wanted to use it as an intro. I assume Zelly is one of the members of Palface. I don't actually know. Yeah, okay. Zelly's the vocalist, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And he said, I told myself I wouldn't do this because because it's kind of exciting to share it. I think the reason it's so uncomfortable is because those cries are very real. I was actually experiencing a real psychosis of my mother being killed while I was recording something. One, it's fucking crazy the depths that some people like live in. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I've never had an episode like that, obviously. Right. Um, Assuming this is true. I thought this was from a horror movie, dude. I thought this was right. So did I like from one of those like fucked up, like Serbian film type movies where they just like are torturing somebody. I thought that's what this was from. Right. But it it, apparently it's just a guy having an actual mental, like a hallucinogenic night, like living night terror. Or waking night terror. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Fucking crazy. Also crazy. Like, I'm happy that this dude was like, yeah, that was me. Like, I, I'm, I've gotten help I needed. And I'm like, if you read into the comments a little bit more, he talks about how he's like a in lot a much better. better place. Yeah, he's and, in a much yeah. better place. He got some medication. He's good. But like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I, fuck. That's, that's about it. 
So that's the that's the tone going into Fear and Dagger by Paleface. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. See, here's the thing: this album is incredibly consistent. The song that I picked, I picked for a reason, but there is ar- like arguments for other songs here to have taken the Paleface slot in our top ten heaviest songs. But we're gonna listen to Chaos Theory. Uh, fucking sick, dude. Featuring Traders. Uh, run this shit, dude. How you feel about that, dude? I mean, <laughs> fucking Jesus. It's great. It's really good. But I, I mean, fuck. <laughs> okay. So interesting fun facts about this song, right? This is uh obviously this is Paleface featuring traders, vocalist of traders. His name is Tyler Shelton. He's featured in all kinds of other shit. Um, I don't know if anybody else, like if Alan, the guitarist of Traders, or if anybody else from the band is in this, because it says just featuring Traders, not featuring Tyler Shelton. Mm-hmm. Recently, you know Dickie Allen, like his band Scumfuck? No. Okay, so Dickie Allen, the, I assume, current vocalist of Infinite Annihilator, has a band that he tours with called Scumfuck, right? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So Scumfuck and Traders recently dropped a collab not long ago, and that middle part of this song is I think a reference to that or that is a reference to this, but I'll show you that in a sec. I mean that part where they're like straight from the hills of, of uh, wherever. Yeah. Wow. With a combined weight of 620 pounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So first off, go to a minute and six seconds, dude. Uh, just real quick. That intro is fucking insane. And I love that, that riff. Dude, anyway. sometimes all you need is just drums, you know? No, but the, the riff after the drums too, is just so fucking clean. True. It's insanely good. But. Hell yeah. Anyway, so a minute six. I love those short, you know what I mean? Like, I love that, bro. That just marching. Very costalum. Dude, yeah, yeah, actually. I didn't connect that until just now, but absolutely. Well, it's not like Costalum did it first, but mm. still, it's like whenever I want the like the go to example of perfectly syncopated heavy chugs, I think of Costalum by Slaughter to Prevail. Yeah, bro. Every time. Absolutely. <clears throat> but so, yeah. That shit is sick. Also, the part that I was talking about a second ago, minute 44. Introducing Hailing All Away from the Mountains of the Swiss Alps with a combined weight. Of 675 pounds, may I introduce to you And then from here is Tyler Shelton, which is some of the most insane fucking vocals that I've heard in ever. Like he's an absolute monster. Let's play this out and then I'm gonna come back to that introduction thing and I'll show you the other the scumfuck song. 
Sheldon's a fucking beast. Hell yeah, dude. So anyway, that's one of the heavier songs on Fear and Dagger. Uh, but the the whole album is just absolutely ridiculous, dude. It's yeah, it's it's insane. Oh yeah, yo, Mitch, put a clip in of the scumfuck traders thing that I think that's a reference to. I don't know what came first, but it, you know, all these bands are hanging out with each other, which is sick. Are you ready for the, the number five pick on our top top end? five, baby? Let's get it. Okay. So this one was, uh, actually a recommendation from Johnny of media slaves. Let's so go. what's up, Johnny? Hell yeah. Thanks for hitting us up. Kind of was the inspiration for doing this because he hit us up like two weeks, a Dude, week or two ago. First off. Yeah. Media slaves fucking sick band from Canada. We've covered them on the podcast before. And mm-hmm. we talked to Johnny, who's the guy in media slaves every now and then. And a couple weeks ago, he was like, yo, what's the heaviest song? Like, I think he just asked that in our discord. Yeah, and he we, did. At the time I, I like, wasn't even, I just was like, Oh shit. Nice. I don't know. Spite. Like I just said something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but we put some honorable mention at best. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So shout out Johnny. This was his, his contribution to the list. It's song. Yeah. I gotta say, no. I gotta say, he is one hundred percent right. This shit is heavy as fuck. It is nineteen ninety four by Norma Jean. Fuck yeah! Off their new, off their new album, Death Rattle. Sing for me. So uh, let's just run it, dude. There's no other story but this. It's always something. Sticks into its ropes Sleeping for a day Asleep for five minutes But only for a day Or two If lucky CSO my board for 20 bucks I didn't want to break My arms in the streets And now it's like Angry songs Make me feel worse Happy songs Make me feel like a God damn. Bro, that's just so okay. I'm gonna say the word raw, right? But yep, I that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like the beginning part. It's like they were just in the studio and they had the microphones turned on and the guy was just on the couch hitting riffs, you know? And then yeah. they use it. Like that's so sick. Like, I don't know why. I like it, it like pulls you into the world because you kind of are like almost seen behind the curtain here. Um shit like from the moment the vocals come in because the beginning of the song for like a while is kind of droney 46 seconds if you want to play there i got some points about this the thing that fucks me up about the intro is that it's intentionally at a lower volume yeah and then they boost the shit out of it which is super scary (laughs) (laughs) 
I, so check this out. Yeah. There's no other story but this. It's always something. The hand flashing sticks into its mouth. That's literally someone with their hand on the dial be like, up, down. I don't even think that's what it is, bro. I think, because when he's saying there's no other story but this, I think that the vocals, it's like he's in the booth recording his vocals. So like that track is done correctly. I'm going to use the phrase correctly, but that track is done as you would normally do it right there. That guitar underneath it is due to cross the room playing something. You know what I mean? Like he's got his guitar plugged into an amp and they're just like recording it on like a cell phone or something. And when it gets louder, that's like recording as you should that bump bump. You know what I mean? And that juxtaposition right. of, of volume level is just the transition of going from like the, the almost like the intro bit into the song. I guess it is a lot louder, but I doubt it's like a knob thing. I think it's just the way they recorded those two parts. I think it'd be cooler if it did, but uh, either neither here nor there, neither, neither one of us know, right? But yeah. I, either way. That's my, um, my guess. It's fucking rad. That's what it is. It fucking it's sick. Raw. So this whole section, like right there, it's like drawing the, the bowstring back a little bit, dude, because it just kind of fucking opens up at like one minute, bro. Like, actually, honestly, just play it from here. We're at 54 seconds. The hand flushing sticks into its throat. Sleeping for a day, you're sleeping for five minutes. But only for a day, you're too lucky. See, I sold my board for 20 bucks. I didn't want to break my arms in the streets. And now it's like... Oh, heavy songs make me feel worse. Angry, oh no, angry song. Angry songs make me feel worse. Heavy songs make me feel like a liar. <laughs> That's so. Fucking good, dude. Oh my god. Just bum 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 bum. Like this that's banging your head against the wall. Bum 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 bum. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there like, yeah, this is all we need. It's good. That's all it takes, bro. It's just so just fucking disheveled, I guess is the word I'm gonna use to describe this, right? Fuck's sake. Oh yeah, my it's god. Just, it's raw, it's unhinged, it's very the chariot. Mm. You get a lot of big time chariot vibes here. I don't know. It makes me miss Dillinger. This song, not only is it incredibly heavy, it's also really strange. I mean, for the aforementioned reasons, but there's also this part where they just like hang out on this one thing for like way too long, like around like two minutes, five seconds. It's just some like cross punk energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is definitely entering like noise rock territory. And I like that part because you can hear every like little scrape and every little like the, the stuff that you would normally produce out of the sound. It's all in there. But then there's like a fucking breakdown around here somewhere. Yeah. Keep going. It's I actually didn't write it down. I think I was headbanging. So it's. I 
mean, just for damn. fuck's sake, it's just crazy. Yeah. That's around 240, by the way. Holy shit. Yeah, it's just the culmination of everything up to that point. Yeah. I don't know. We had the whole conversation about expression versus technicality a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. This is way... All right, so, like, the idea is that on one end, you have, like, a band, like, Rings of Saturn, right, where technicality is king. They're going to play a million notes a second. Everybody's an expert at their instrument. And they can become incredibly heavy because they know how to write an incredibly heavy melodic deathcore song, right? Then there's the, like, expressive side. Like, if you listen to, like, Knocked Loose, they're heavy not because they're technical, but because there's just, like, evocative of emotion. And this absolutely falls on, like, the expressive side versus the technical side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great pick, Johnny. I uh, I appreciate that. Dude, 10 out of 10. <laughs> fuck yeah. I. Uh, it's actually 5 out of 10, but... Well, thanks. shut up. <laughs> that was our number five pick. Dude, and I just want to point out, Another thing, man, I, we both ordered the list and then like you ordered it. And then I took a second look and then kind of tried to reorder it. I had like some ideas. This section here was the hardest for me to put in order, like Exodus through this next song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these guys are definitely rubbing shoulders. I mean, it, and it really doesn't matter. Like if anyone's going to be in the, in the chat, like, oh, you put at number one, which should have been, it doesn't actually matter. We tried to order it in such a way where it was like coherent and made sense. Uh, but you know, I mean, I don't know. We're not like billboard, right? Like Norma Jean is <laughs> no. not about to go talk shit to pale face. Cause they ranked the spot higher on banger alerts, official heaviest songs of all time. Episode. <laughs> official. <laughs> I guess it is. But anyway, anyway, so in the number four spot, super stoked for the new Chelsea Grin album. Hell yeah. We got suffer in hell, comma, space, suffer in heaven. Dude, okay. This is not the best song on the new album, but this is the heaviest song on the new album as far as I'm concerned. I think... Yeah, like like I said, we're going to see that a lot. Yeah, this is just another example of that. New Chelsea Grimm, by the way, fucking sick, dude. Origin is sin. It's really good. Oh yeah. my God, bro. It's so... It's just different, bro. There's just so many cool, good, awesome, sick things that are happening in this album. And I think we probably should cover the whole thing at some point. Definitely. That being well, said, I, w- I would assume once they release the the second part, right? It's because it's going to be a two parter. So this is the last song on, I guess, the first part of that album, right? Because yeah, know, so maybe- it's the last song on Suffer in Hell. Yeah, and then the next part would be Suffer in Heaven, right? Which I like, assume. I guess this is setting up because the song is Suffer in Hell, Suffer in Heaven. Anyway. Uh, stoked for you. Have you heard this? Uh, once, but I don't remember it. Okay, well, strap in, bro. This shit's fucking wild. Let's run it. Powerful, bro. It's just powerful. That's heavy. All right. So the way I would describe this song, you know, this song "Tactical Nuke" by Acacia Strain, 
And yes, everybody was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. They just wrote a breakdown. That's the whole song. This is like the 2022 yeah. update of that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Straight up. Absolutely. The Tom whole Bar- thing is a breakdown. Like Tom Barber and the boys were like, all right, we're just going to suffer in hell, suffer in heaven for like two minutes straight. Put the heaviest possible shit you can onto this, you know? Right. Thing I love about this too, by the way, is that this is the last song on the album, right? Or at least the last song on the first half, the last song on Suffer in Hell, right? Yeah. And normally bands do some like indulgent shit on the last song, right? That's where like the, the five minute or the seven minute song is with the super long intro and the super long outro or like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of really good final songs on albums, but this is usually not where the breakdown for the entire song song goes. So we got here. I, I was listening through um, Suffering Hell. And we got to the end of it and I was like, ooh, I was like, yes. Like it's it subverted expectation. And for that, I appreciated it. Bruh. What's up? Oh, dude. Okay, so you remember how we were talking about uh, the fact that the Chelsea Grin cover photo on their Spotify artist page doesn't have Pablo in the picture? Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. Because by all accounts, Pablo is still in the band. He did not play drums on this. Damn. Maybe Pablo is not still in the band, dude. (laughs) According to... I mean, Wikipedia, at least, it, the band said that he's not out. He's, you know, on hiatus fulfilling other commitments that he made to, like, different bands and shit. But the the guitarist, Steven Rudishauser, programmed these drums. Interesting. Well, he did a great yeah. job. I mean, they sound great. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. 10 out of 10. But, like, what the fuck? Bro, that's kind of like, it's it's like if you are in a relationship and then the relationship devolves back into like unofficial, you know, or like just talking or like it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like Facebook, like (laughs) in a relationship with someone like Chelsea Grin's in a relationship with Pablo. And then now it's like Chelsea Grin is complicated with Pablo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Pablo better not be out of Chelsea Grin. That'd be fucked up. But like, right. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's funny, know. bro. Chelsea Grin is the most, like, they have had, like, the most turnover of any band, but I, it's, like, the rare case where that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if Pablo is no longer in Chelsea Grin, I think that's a pretty big loss, though, man. Pablo's kind of the goat. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, he's he's a fucking savage. He's a beast. Yeah. <clears throat> I love watching live videos of Pablo playing drums, man. Dude, the fact that he was he's able so to, crazy. like, cover vocals... When Alex Kohler's voice was on the way out, Pablo is able to cover vocals and play drums. That just is a level of ambidextrity that I don't understand. You know what I mean? Ambidextrity. That's wow. not weird, right? No. <laughs> it sounds cool, though. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so, yeah, this song is filthy heavy, uh, regardless of Pablo's involvement. Uh, you got clips? Yeah, dude. Go to 45 seconds. <laughs> Okay, quintessential ah. breakdown. Breakdown line. Dun, 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 dun. Simple. Like, 
again, bro, like, I think the heaviest shit is just the simple stuff, man. Like, to some level. Not always, but for the most part. Like, usually. Usually. Yeah. And then go to a minute 12. Chelsea Grin shit. We're just going to be silent for like four straight measures. Do it again, but slower. Yeah, exactly. And again, pause. Yeah, like just have a measure of nothing. Take a breath and do it again. You know, um, the first is like suffering hell. Dun, 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 dun. And then the next was like suffer. Pause. In heaven. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just gross. I mean- in a good way. It, it This is the most textbook heavy thing on this list, I think. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, and, I mean, kind of fits, right? Because Chelsea Grit, like, the, when we did our, like, heaviest breakdowns or whatever, the quintessential baseline breakdown was Recreant by Chelsea Grin, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they've, they've sort of written the textbook on just what the definition should be, I think, in a lot of ways. Like, if you go back and listen to a lot of the older shit... I mean, in no way does it hold up, but I'm still getting hype. And like the live <laughs> show covers of like them playing Recreant recently have been sick as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, dude, yeah, I don't know. Tom Barber's a monster. It's crazy that like the Chelsea Grin stuff is this good. And like the Darko stuff that Tom Barber is also fronting is as good as it is. And it's crazy that like two completely separate sounding bands with the same vocalist doing kind of the same style almost, you know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which the new Darko album, Oni, I mean, that's one of those, that's one of the, the 40 million that we have to cover for sure. Bro, it's really good. Full disclosure. I haven't heard it, man. Ah, do like, that. Yeah, I need to, <laughs> I need to Darko's intense. Okay. So at this point we've covered like what? Seven songs now. Yes. You guys have, you must be like, where the fuck is Lorna Shore on this list? Um, <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. You found it. You made it to the Lorna Shore. Yeah, you did. Um, if you started this list and you're like, where the hell is Lorna Shore? That better be number one. No, it's number three. I have my reasons. <laughs> Tanilo, what song are we covering, bro? Yes. Okay. So number three, Lorna Shore, new album, Pain Remains. It's phenomenal. It's probably my favorite album, at least lately, uh, of 2022 for sure. Like I've been listening to Pain Remains a lot. Kind it's of so good. So yeah. So I can't remember if you said this or not, but the song is going to be Into the Earth. That's your pick from Pain Remains. I didn't say that. I was getting there. But, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Shit. We can no, cut that. Cool. I don't, no, it's cool. No, I don't fucking care. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Into the Earth. So yeah, this is another one of those uh, examples where it's probably the heaviest track on the album, but I don't think it's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of been the theme, I guess. Mm-hmm. The Suffer in Hell, Suffer in Heaven is de- definitely the heaviest, but it's not the best. Uh, you know, chaos theory, the two coming up, but yeah, this song's crazy heavy. It's got like 14,000 breakdowns in it, but yeah, dude, I've totally come full circle on the new Lorna, dude. I bro. Okay. Let's describe because everybody knows what this is about to sound like. I think we can take a second here to sort of like talk about this. I've got like a weird relationship with Lorna shore, bro, because I remember when to the hellfire dropped before it blew up on TikTok, when it was like fresh, you know what I mean? Like, day of or week of you and I listened to it. Yeah. We're like, that's eh, kind of mid 
Like that was so. A, here's the th- here's the thing with to the hellfire, right? And I've I've texted this in the Discord before, but basically, I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast. To the hellfire is totally mid. Yeah, I don't. It does not deserve like the credit it got in my most humble of opinions. You know what I mean? Right. And I think we have talked about this before. I mean, it is okay. like a crazy. It, it is incredible. I mean, all right. So it's it's okay. Here's the thing. It, you know what I mean? So it's, it got huge because of the pig snorts. And I think that's it. That's yeah. That was kind of, it was able to, it was memeable. It was TikTokable. Right. The fact that there was that one part where he sounds like a wild rabid animal. Right. Right. So here's the thing, right? Like Chelsea Grin was fronted by Tom Barber for like fucking 10 years or something like forever. Right. Yeah. And that entire time, Chelsea Grin, I, I can't remember the exact, I think they put out like three full albums at that time, three or four albums with Tom Barber. Yo, future editing Mitch here. I said that Tom Barber fronted Chelsea Grin. Uh, I'm stupid. I meant to say Tom Barber fronted Lorna Shore, not Chelsea Grin right there. I keep saying Chelsea Grin. Know that I mean Lorna Shore. We're talking about Lorna Shore now. I bet. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was actually listening to some older Lorna Shore and their first few albums are like really good actually, but they're, they're like more standard metalcore. Yeah. They didn't really start coming into their own sound until they put out Psalms, mm-hmm. which I think I'm pretty sure Tom Barber is the vocalist on Psalms. Right? right. Yeah. And then Tom Barber dipped, uh, and they got CJ to do immortal. Right. So CJ, and McCreary, then they really redefine their sound there. He joins the band. They record and release immortal, but CJ gets canceled and is kicked out of the band before immortal drops. Right. Yeah. Like three weeks before immortals like drop right yeah. before it drops. CJ's out of the band. So the thing is CJ was only in the band for like a year and a half or something. It was like yep. a short amount of time. So for like 10 years, it's Tom Barber. Then for like a year and a half, it was CJ McCreary. Unfortunately, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty because when Immortal dropped, you know, I didn't know, I wasn't as informed back then about what was going on with like the scene and everything. I didn't realize the situation with CJ, whether that whole situation is true or not. Right? I don't want right. to get into the whole, whole like politics. No, me neither. Shit. But you, whatever. Whether he deserved to get kicked from the band or not, there's been a lot of controversy around Lorna Shore around the time I started listening to them, which was Immortal, and I fucking love Immortal. That album is Immortal sick. is really really good, man. Death Portrait, dude, is fucking one of the heaviest songs ever like that's the most like crazy that was at least the first time i ever heard vocals like that maybe that wasn't the first time it was done but that was the time i was exposed to that right same absolutely the same yeah i think the death portrait is like literally a stronger example of extreme deathcore vocals than to the hellfire which is why to the hellfire to me was mid right yeah that's exactly what it was because i i think i remember saying this like way back when to the hellfire dropped i was like we, you you were like he's just doing Dicky L, and I was like he's trying to outdo CJ, and you know, <clears throat> yeah. wrong or right, I don't know. Like my opinions on Will have changed completely. I think he's an absolute monster vocalist, and he seems like a great dude. He just seems like chill yeah. and fun. Yeah, and, um, dude, my and he's doing on, great work in Lorna Shore. My original so. thoughts on Will Ramos I was like, oh, this hot shot kid comes into the. And by the way, this is all wrong. I was totally wrong. Right, on all right. Of these assumptions. That's, I, that's I, what we're saying that we were yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. and we were being shitty. And, well, I okay. didn't. Again, it was just lack of information. I didn't know anything about right. Will Ramos. I just knew that he was the vocalist of Lorna Shore when they dropped through the Hellfire. I didn't know what bands he had been in. I didn't know what they would then go on to do. Obviously, right. And honestly, virtually every song Lorna Shore has dropped since to the hellfire has been better and better and better to the point where like, Oh yeah. The shit like dude, like oh, yeah. in pain remains, bro. Like that's 
probably some of the craziest vocal acrobatics I've ever heard. And Will Ramos, somebody made this point in Discord. It might have been JD. It's like he can do that shit live, whereas there's examples of yes. CJ struggling to do it live. Which That was JD. Yeah. Um, he was basically saying like, hey, Will Ramos is the closest we're ever going to get to like Dickie Allen pig snorts live. Fair. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know, here or there, but it, I think Pain Remains is definitely my favorite Lorna album at this point. I I love Immortal. I think it's fantastic. I think CJ did great work. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but there's actually a like an underground version of Immortal that has Will vocals on it, which is bizarre. So I don't know if they were planning on re-releasing Immortal uh, with Will's vocals or anything, but the recordings are out there. You can find them. Um, That's pretty but, sick. I mean, it's like I don't need that because I love the CJ version of those songs. Oh, sure, sure. But sure. like, I'm not saying I, that. I think it would be interesting from like just a knowledge standpoint. I mean, I don't know. They probably do slap. I'm sure they slap. You know, I'm sure. It's oh, they insane. smack, dude. Yeah. Uh, but the I think Pain Remains is where uh, Lorna really, really are redefining who they are and who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And dude, the melodies and the symphonic elements, all the orchestration, the key changes, like there's an emotional through line in this album that just like, it just, I don't know. It gets me, dude. Yeah. I'll be like listening to this shit and they'll hit a key change. And I'm like, why is this melodic deathcore pig snort bullshit song? Like making me feel things. So, you know, I think the thing about so it, bro, I've gone, I've listened through pain remains like twice now. I think it's just that Lorna Shore takes their art more seriously than any other band that makes music like this. And that's not to say that other bands don't, but I mean, there are a lot of like, I'm not, dude. I just I don't want to like sound disrespectful here at all. It's just they're on another right. level on like an artistic integrity and like this is our this is our art and our vision and we're gonna actuate this to the highest capacity that we possibly can. You know what I mean? Whereas like other bands are like I'm gonna write some heavy shit and like that's fine. Like that's more than enough most mm-hmm. of the time. But it's just Lorna Shore's in a different plane because of just the seriousness about the whole thing. You know? Right. Yeah. So. Long story short, I I, rem- I remember us when we reviewed Sun Eater kind of like talking junk, but the more I listen to Sun Eater, the more I'm like, I love this song. And the refrain gets stuck in my head. Just the the like the chorus in the background and the orchestral elements or orchestral rather. Mm. But uh, yeah, this album's it's fucking incredible, dude. Uh, I can't sing its praises enough and I can't wait to listen to it more. But uh that being fucking said. Into the Earth is crazy heavy, and it's our number three. So, <laughs> fuck yeah. Without further ado, let's experience this song, dude. Elden Ring menu music. <laughs> Just to be 
just absolute just like artillery coming in on the end of that song, bro. Just explosive. Like I, I fuck. Okay. Let's talk about it in order. Cause you know, I'm getting way ahead yeah. of myself. Um, God damn these boys riff fast. Okay. First thing, dude, like, I was like, literally going to say, Jesus. Normally we'll listen to some shit like this and we'll be like, yo bro, that drummer's got cardio dog. The guitarist in this band has cardio. Like, you know what I mean? They're nuts. It's ridiculous that it can be this like fast and technical yet coherent. You know what I mean? You need to go ahead and play a clip of that. Yeah. I don't know where that noodling that you were just pantomiming is, but you probably do. Hopefully. Right. One second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that's at like roughly thirty three seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like holy shit, dude! Like, how do you playing that clean has to be so hard? Just because it's so fast. The precision and the technicality—it's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm saying this band. They just take it so much more seriously than a lot of bands do, right? Yeah. Fucking incredible. Definitely. Yeah, I, and it, it would still be a dope riff if you slowed it down. Like if you took that down to like 70%, I'd be like, you know, that'd be cool. But they just like double, double time it. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Right. They're just moving, bro. Like the whole song is just so much kinetic energy throughout the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just built. And it's also in a weird way, not overbearing in a way that like, a lot of just speedy shit is, you know, like if you, if you take in like speed metal, I'm so tired of that, bro. After like 15 seconds, I'm like chill. Right. Out. Like it's impressive, but shut up. You know what I mean? But this is like, sick. <laughs> like listening to dragon force in 2022. I don't know. I mean, dude, dragon it, force is sick, man. I have a ton of respect for dragon force. Oh uh, Yeah, of course. Of like, course. I can't listen to dragon force for more than like two songs, you know? Yeah. I listen to through the fire and flames like once every two years and I'm good. Yeah. But <laughs> I play some guitar hero and that's about all I need. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think the big difference there is that the riffing while crazy impressive, while like it, it's a big standout part of the track, it's not the point of the song. Whereas in speed metal and power metal, it absolutely is. Yeah. 100%. Like all of the spotlight is placed on the riffing where here you're more, it's more of an accentuation for the vibe of the music, kind of like the breakdowns, right? So like when the breakdowns hit, they change the vibe of the song. It's not, we're, we're not just throwing a breakdown in there to have a breakdown in there. It's, it suits the purpose of the songwriting where it happens to be in that, in the song. I was taking notes throughout the song. Obviously this song contains blast beats, breakdowns, obviously like, you know, power metal guitar riffing as we were just talking about, but also violins, a guitar solo, a key change, Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck dude, is this song? There's just so much shit in here. You know, there's two breakdowns. Well, yeah, two breakdowns, one at the beginning, one at the end. Yeah. Let's, let's play one minute, 14 seconds. Uh, 
This breakdown is like a squirrel getting picked off of a tree by a like a hawk that's just coming through, right? Like, uh, yeah, it comes you're like screaming around, like, dun, 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 dun. like everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, like, you're in a world of pain for like <laughs> you just get car crashed out of nowhere, like it just happens, right? Yeah, I think my favorite goblin vocalism is like that <laughs> thing that they fucking do. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, chewing on the words, right? God, it's yeah, and I think I've said before previously about Lorna Shore, we're like, oh, they're just throwing a breakdown to have a breakdown. I no longer think that's the case. I think what's happening is you have this crazy, like, and if you did that for six straight minutes, I'd be like, turn this fucking shit off. <laughs> yeah. But they bring in the orchestral elements. They bring in like more of a, a refrain where they blast beat and then have strings and, and chorus to break up the tone. And then to, break that up further they have these big empty big heavy i said big twice these big empty heavy sections mm-hmm. that are the breakdowns that just continuously differentiate it so that the song stays fresh yeah 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 i agree i think breakdowns really kind of rely on context and i think that what you're illustrating here is that like they have set up the correct context for a breakdown to be the most impactful again because it goes back to contrast right like it just changes the path that like you sort of settle into a groove of what you expect the song to be. And then it changes in a way that is dopamine releasing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another example of that. Does the breakdown at the end hit heavier because it is preceded by a guitar solo and violence? Honest question. Kind of. My only issue with the breakdown here at the end is that a more or less comes out of nowhere. It comes after like 20 seconds of silence. So whatever momentum you had from the uh, solo and all that shit anyway, it, it's it's already gone. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, about that a little bit too. They really clear the space. And dude, we've criticized this before. Um, when we were talking about Immortal Disfigurement, which is CJ's band now, right? Um, mm-hmm. I remember when that song dropped, uh, drag through the inferno. I was like, dude, this is so fucking heavy. CJ's back. It's going to be excellent. I'm so hype. Right. And the song is heavy as fuck. But the problem is that the breakdown takes so much space in the song. I mean, even like we probably shit on it earlier, like not that song, but like that idea earlier this episode where it's just like you, you have real estate in the song for the breakdown as opposed to what we just listened to. Like the breakdown at the end, if you go to like literally like four minutes and 15 seconds, it doesn't even start for 20 seconds. Right. Right. being said though still fucking absolutely one of the heaviest songs this year i think it very is very deserving in the number three spot um yeah i'll agree with that there's a couple 
I just want to say, like, I mean, the reason why I didn't put it in number two or number one is because of some of the stuff I'm talking about towards the end, where you just have, like, nothing for a long time. And then insert breakdown here, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. good, and it's heavy, and it's incredible, but it's just, like, I don't know. And right. also, number the number two spot, I would maybe could be convinced to switch to number, like, maybe you can move Lorna up, but I really don't know. But the number one spot, no fucking way, bro. Number one's number one. I'll die on that hill. All right. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, let's get to number two. We're nearly there. We're close. Yeah. Motherfucking Mirelore with sulfuric nullity. Uh, 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 sulfuric nullity. Nullity? Sulfuric. Nullity? Uh, yeah. Sulfuric nullity. Yep. Nullity. Like null and then itty. It's like, it's like when I make up a word, I think, but nullity is probably yeah. a thing, right? Ambidextrity. You know? <laughs> yeah. So nullity, right? right? Um, okay, so Meyer Lore is Dan Watson's project, uh, Dan Watson of Infinite Annihilator. And Enterprise no. Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both, yeah. yeah. Yes. So Dan yes. Watson was the original vocalist of Infinite Annihilator back when they dropped, like, yes. yeah, the le- leprosy, palpable leprosy palpable of pollution. Palpable leprosy of pollution. Yeah, Plop. that one. Plop. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Dan Watson was vocalist of Infinite Annihilator back then. You guys have heard it. It's the fucking... That's like when they started to become famous. Um, then he was in Enterprise Earth. I say was. I think he might still be. Question mark? I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about Enterprise Earth. Dude, Enterprise Earth is sick. He was in an interview. He was on a podcast talking about it. And he was talking about his experience in Enterprise Earth. And he was kind of just like, we had to write music with the consideration that we had to make money. So we did... Like we made creative decisions so that we could like sell music and sell merch and shit. It wasn't necessarily stuff that I like technically wanted to be making all the time. Right. And uh, <clears throat> his mental health got really, really bad, I think. And then he started Meyer Lore to sort of express that. And Meyer Lore is some of the most fucking crazy shit that I've ever heard. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Orb Weaver on their 2018 like EP album thing is a Fucking crazy ass song. But anyway, Meyer Lord dropped a single in an EP this year. It's four tracks. And dude, this is the penultimate example of like, you know, the heaviest song I think on the like EP, but not the best. Like, dude, I think the best song on that EP is absolutely Black Box. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you listen to it, but I implore you to if you haven't. I will. It's unlike I, I'm a else huge fan of Ashen Memories. Uh Ashen Memories is a single that was released earlier this year and it got posted in the Discord and it's really good. It's also an example of Dan Watson doing cleans, which is right. fantastic. But fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. Like the heaviest song ever that has cleans. But anyway, <clears throat> we've rambled for a long time, bro. Let's just run this shit. Fucking heavy.
shit. <laughs> it's just so fucking mean, bro. Like, oh my god, all the riffs, just everything about that is so. All right, man. That's a really cool song, man. It's but interesting, like, right? Three quarters of the way through, it got like pretty rock and roll. Yeah, randomly. Like, like, hey, the fuck? hey, yeah. I I clipped that because I knew you were gonna ask about it, but yeah, bro. Fuck, I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I think it's the slam chords. I think that's the differentiating factor between this and like Lorna Shore for me, as far as like what makes this heavier to me specifically. But what do you think, dude? Uh. I think they're probably tied if I'm going to be honest. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it's obviously crazy heavy, but I, I don't really see a ton of difference between this and like the Lord of Shore, see, it's, but I respect, I respect your decision to put it where you put it. It's, it's tough, right? Cause everything is so close. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so fucking heavy. And again, there's no like objective metric we could measure this on. Also, I don't know if we said this, right. but the, the EP is called underworld. That's what it's called. In case yes. I was trying to go listen to it. And I yeah. think it came out pretty recently. Yeah. Uh, like within the last couple of weeks. So again, like Dan Watson is using this as an outlet for mental health issues that he has. And that comes across pretty heavy in like the lyrics and like the expression of it all, you know, like the breakdown mm-hmm. line being, I think I've lost my mind. Boom. You know, like just, yeah. And it's like weirdly cathartic just knowing that. I don't know why, but it's so fucking sick, you know? Yeah. Th- there's something with, when uh when an artist is like pouring themselves into the track, mm-hmm. uh, I think we, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but something that makes that feels real, that sounds real, mm-hmm. uh, it tends to hit a lot harder than something you know is manufactured to just be the thing. Right. It, it, it you know six 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 by Paleface. Right. The fact that that was a real mental breakdown is so chilling that on second listen I could like not really like when you and I played it just now for like the episode I was like turn that shit off. You know what I mean? Like. Right. It's, I mean, it's unless you're in a place where you're like, you're okay with hearing some horror movie shit. It's like, oh man, Jesus. Some like genuine human suffering. Yeah. Is what that is. Right. right. Um, this is taking that and turning it into something that's fun to listen to in a morbid way. Right. Like I, mm-hmm. so I, I mentioned, sorry, you're going to say something. No, I'm good. Okay. Go to a minute and 12. This is like the slam riff disgusting shit I was talking about. I think it's a note choice thing, bro. I think it's like the one, three, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one. Right, right. <laughs> you don't need to be more complicated than that. You got Dan Watson just roaring over the top of it, bro. You got the drums popping the fuck off. I think it also has something to do with the drum production. Everything is very like snappy, right? Or like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, that's probably not the best adjective, but it's very succinct hits, you know? So you have this like uh, snappy is actually kind of apt. I mean, if you listen to some of the other Mylor tracks uh, that we played, and then a lot of Infinite Annihilator stuff has like the program drums, where yeah. it just it sounds very not poppy in terms of like pop music, poppy like it pops at you, like like well, I have a yeah, exactly, joke, so exactly, fucking, because, yeah, because it it's manufactured. Because right, it's programmed really like high attack, you know, like um, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> the next note I wrote. So like after this part though, it's like at 145, it's again but slower. So like that's just a lot of what the shit does, right? So you get the dun 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 dun, dun. and then you have the obligatory like drop it like 30 BPM and then just keep going a little bit. <laughs> And he's kind of using that as a verse because you'll notice there's a lot more words right there, which is cool, mm -hmm. you know? What's weird is that rock... You brought up like the rock and roll sounding bit kind of in the middle. Like it, that's a two minutes and 40 seconds if you want to catch a clip of that. I do because it's really cool. I mean, that chord progression there, except for like the crazy, like eight string open is so rock and roll. That's like, what? <laughs> dude? That's really cool. It's like Black Sabbath. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I was going to say like, yeah, it sounds like some classic rock shit, like it, at least in the note selection, but they've left the pr yeah. production and everything is still on deathcore mode. hundred percent. Right. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 So from here, you build into like a disgusting breakdown that culminates at like, just go to three minutes and 20 and play from here if you don't mind clipping a breakdown once again. I mean, we are playing the top heaviest tracks of 2022. I think it's kind of part of the contract here, you know? I mean, you know. going on love that yeah it's a a harmonic with a kill switch yep hell yeah all the guitar terms are coming out today yeah bro we got pinch harmonic we got artificial harmonic we got natural harmonics we got pick scraping we got harmonic sweeping we got regular sweeping we got kill switching Stuff. <laughs> Instead of getting um actually about the order of the list or the song selection, watch us get um actually about like the guitar tone. You know? <laughs> um, actually, you said it was a natural harmonic when clearly that's a pick scrape harmonic. What the fuck? Like, fucking idiot. Do you even play? <laughs> Stupid. Real guitarists use jazz picks. How about uh? Ah, uh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I literally exclusively use jazz picks, dude. It's fun. Like, yeah, you got one on your desk right now. You, I have four on my desk. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're hundred percent valid, though, bro. I, I remember. Never mind. This is a completely unrelated anecdote, but jazz picks are just. I like how sturdy they are. Bam. Probably right. not going to focus because I have a blur filter. There it is. Yeah, there it yeah, is. It says jazz right on the fucking pick. Nice. That's how you know it's a jazz pick, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway. No shit. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? Future Editing Mitch here again. Before we get into this final track, I wanted to quickly go over some honorable mentions. Um, I've got like four songs here that just barely, just barely did not make the list, but I think still deserve a mention in this episode. 
Uh, number one, Shadow of the Dark Throne by Drown and Sulphur. Drown and Sulphur, you guys know, super heavy, blackened band. Excellent. Definitely should check it out. The next one we actually covered on the podcast before, it's called I Roofied Myself by Demon Fuck, which is like one of the... Uh, it was this band that we saw on Instagram randomly, and then we looked into it, and they actually are extremely heavy. We've covered them before. The next one was Gutless by Angel Maker. Um, Angel Maker's new album that dropped this year was excellent, and I think that we probably are going to cover it at some point. Gutless was the pick from our Discord. is like the one on that album that was just the sickest. Finally, uh, the last honorable mention on this goes to Lilac by Monasteries. Uh, you know here at the Banger Alert Podcast, we stand Monasteries. Um, Lilac was the single they dropped this year. Really excited for some new music. We've also covered that track too. Anyway, just want to get this little bit in here to talk about some quick honorable mentions before we get into what we consider to be the heaviest track of 2022. Anyway, thanks guys. Back to the episode. Bro, so we've arrived. We're here. <laughs> Tantalo's... <laughs> Tantalo's chosen the final moment of this episode to die of dysentery on Mike. Um, Fuck! <laughs> we're back. Condemned to suffer! Okay. Ugh. So, okay. number one... Are you ready for the heaviest fucking song of this entire year. This is the heaviest song of this entire fucking year. I don't see anything getting released that's heavier than this. I've been wrong before, but I don't think it'll happen. If it does happen, we'll make a correction, I guess. I don't know. I If you think there is heavier music, I really would like to know. All right, number one, this is the moment that we've all been waiting for, and I'm sure you're curious to know what the number one spot would be. The number one song is Condemned to Suffer by Gut Rack to Me and I Declare War on the album Manifestation of Human Suffering. This is the heaviest shit I've ever heard. I think this is the heaviest, like, fucking song. Like, dude, I don't know of anything that is heavier than this. And, like, okay, I'll tell you a second ago. The way that I, like, ordered my picks here is I AB'd, like, every song on the list, right? Like, I started out with Obsidian by Northlane, and then I listened to Motionless and White, like, Slaughterhouse, because I, th- I figured those two would be kind of close, right? Like, which one's heavier mm-hmm. out of the two? Listening to them back to back had to be Slaughterhouse, right? So Slaughterhouse is number nine. Obsidian is number 10. You get the idea. I did this with everything on the list. Yeah. Nothing on this list is heavier than gut wrecked to me. When asked the original question, like a couple of weeks ago in the chat, like when Johnny posted it, mm. I like went through that mental checklist. There's nothing heavier than gut wrecked to me that I'm aware of. Like I genuinely don't know if there is, I, I don't think there can be anything heavier than that. I sat for a long time and I was like, like literally googling shit like what could be heavier and nothing i found was heavier than this so this is either going to be the heaviest shit you've ever heard or i'm going to lose credibility and you think that i'm an asshole for putting this as number one but fuck you this is the heaviest song let's get it dude it's a good start Tell me with a straight face. That's not the heaviest fucking song you've ever heard in your no, life. No, it by far that's the it's the heaviest <laughs> shit. I mean, it's like just definite. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like everything you said before we we started the song. It, yeah, 
Don't at me. This is the heaviest shit. I didn't ex- even exaggerate. Normally, I'm Easy. like, normally I'm a little bit of a fibber, bro. I like stretch the truth a little bit. None of that happened here. This is the heaviest shit I think I've ever heard. Like, Dude, I, I think that that first bass drop in in like the second breakdown towards the middle where it started to slow down. Mm-hmm. I think I felt the inner lining of my <laughs> headphones like push out and touch my ears. <laughs> like when I was like, ah. Yeah, bro, like that gravity blast <laughs> shit that happens. Oh my god! Oh, I'm so excited. Um, good lord, I saw you got hard- wrecked to me. Yeah, excellent. This <clears throat> okay, so the thing that made me heart it because you're gonna point out the heart shit. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I like got wrecked to me. It's fine, but like this isn't the shit I listen to on a normal basis. Yeah. So normally I wouldn't like heart it because then it goes into my like songs pool, which I play in the car and I put on shuffle and like normally right whatever right. But this shit with the drums towards the end, dude. That was so sick, right? Oh my it's god. It's so good. It's so cool. Like all the different like little symbol things that he's doing. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah. That's gotta We be have me, to bro. play a clip of that, dude. Yeah, we we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't okay. worry. Okay, okay, okay. I if it's cool with you, bro, I mean I'm gonna clip the shit out of this song. Um I fucking love Gut Wrecked Me. I okay. Like, the first song I ever heard by Gut Wrecked Me was Scorched Earth. And I might have been this single. I don't know if it was a single for this album or not, but I just came across it first. I think Matt actually sent this shit to me, right? That sounds about right. Yeah. So, you know, my brother Matt, who is in the trenches, finding the heaviest shit, along with, you know, a couple other people I know. But anyway, he sent me, like, Scorched Earth. I almost used that because there's a specific part which features Filth, which is another incredibly heavy... Like, dude goes by... I guess the band is called Filth, but the guy from Filth is in that song featured. And there's the part where he's like, Filth, gut wrecked on me, motherfucker. And like that line will just get stuck in my head, right? It is so sick. It sounds like this. Filth, gut wrecked on me, motherfuckers. the slam chords like the dun 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 whatever i've listened through this album a lot this is my go-to like uh like i play like melee like smash brothers dude and i'll just put this on dude and i'll just beat people's ass it's great you know it's it like it's unlike other heavy music it's so fun i don't know what it is about this yeah i think that that's like an accolade i would give it and it's also just the heaviest shit um, so the the presentation is extremely standard deathcore horror gore, right? Yeah. So uh, you know the album art, you have the crazy fucking logo, which is you know, it's twigs and spit. Well, straight with up the, this, with the spikes and shit. This album artwork um, is like more colorful. It's like the same as like Lorna Shore's Immortal album artwork. It kind of reminds me of that, but it's just more color, you know. Well, and there's a lot more like blood and murder on it too. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You have, you have some sort of weird like demonic creature like pulling away human entrails from a pile of bodies, and it's very Cannibal Corpse. Um, so you have like all that, but also there's like weird fun shit in Gut Rectomy's songs. Yeah. That so they have this air of like ah, uh, you know, we're we're a crazy deathcore band with all the blood and the gore, but we're, we like to have fun too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like if I look at the the song names on this album, like uh, track nine is Diarrhea Diving Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Which, it, I mean, is it juvenile? Yes. Is it funny? Absolutely. I love it. I mean, I love that these guys have a, have a sense of humor 
Um, and even in our correspondence with them, they're like, they've been very hilarious. Like, uh, they sent you an emoji <laughs> that was like the creepiest possible way to send like the eyes emoji. No, right? They sent me like the, the eye lip eye. Thanks for spreading. I think is what they said when we like put the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That shit was I so fucking, fucking funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Like, it was just right. <laughs> totally. It was just correct. Like, yeah, they're very like, they seem to be very self-aware of the fact that they're just a brutal fucking death core technical band. Right. Uh, oh, definitely. It's just, I fun, went to bro. one more, one more quick thing. I went to the, when we did the last, I think we covered backstreet brawls on yeah, episode. That was the one that the breakdown. Yeah. yeah. So I went and I bought the, uh, the EP that Backstreet Balls, Brawls is on. Uh, I forget what it's called. I apologize. But uh, if you go to Bandcamp and you buy that EP, part of what they give you is the guitar tabs for every song in PDF format. So like, you, you buy the EP, then you can download the guitar tabs. It's like, oh, awesome. Like, that's really cool of them to include that. You know, normally you don't get that shit. And you open it up and it's literally like you, you open up a guitar tab and it Normally it has the entire guitar tuning. So you know what to, they had one string tuned and it was the lowest string because you didn't need anything else. And that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> they just like turn the, like loosen up that top string. <laughs> yeah. Just keep loosening it. Is it, is it an arch yet? Like, is it touching yeah. the, the fourth string or whatever? Yeah. I yeah. Loosen the heaviest string until it's about to fall off. Okay. You're ready. You're ready. We're going to, Oh wobble. my God. I love it. Yeah. No, I love, I love these guys. Sense of humor. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, let's get into clips, dude. Go to a minute, and 11 seconds. I wrote, let's go like go with two zeros. was over you thought the wallet sound was going to chill out and they were going to go into like a course or something no nope. fuck you no. and then this goes Machine right guns. into like bro, okay i hear the term gravity blast like thrown around Do you know what that actually is no i don't okay so a gravity blast you know what a blast beat is yeah 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 so it's when you're alternating between a symbol and the snare as quick as you can like off off beat. So it's like but each other hit is either snare or hi-hat. Mm-hmm. A gravity blast is when again I'm I'm gonna describe a technique that you need to see visually on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> I believe in so, you, Tantalo. So it's when the drummer places the midpoint of the stick on the edge of the snare and bounces it up and down by like kind of pushing his his palm down on it, right? I see. So like he'll push his palm down and it'll bounce off the snare head and then bounce back into his palm. So you basically just vibrate your, your hand up and down like this. Okay. And the stick will bounce up and down off of the snare head like that. And it's a way that you can play a continuous snare roll with one hand very quickly. So that's absolutely, I'm using it incorrect. Remember when we were talking about progressive rock and I've just been using that wrong forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Remember how I said like, don't worry, dude, you said way dumber shit. (laughs) I mean, we're learning here, bro. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just know this is the heaviest song ever, but yeah, bro. (laughs) So gravity blast, you're basically using the rim of the drum as a fulcrum to. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. So you get, you get one hand and you can do like a, you can do a snare roll with one hand. That's how you do it. 
All right. Well, I wrote Gravity Blast with this part coming up because there's a sub bass in it, but that's absolutely not what this is. I knew what you meant, though. Yeah, you know because what I mean, right? You're talking about like the like a sci-fi weapon, like kind of, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like right. A, yeah, exactly. Like a weapon in Metroid or something. Just woof. Go, play, keep play from here for a sec. <laughs> When the bass comes in there, <laughs> when he starts, um, bum, 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 bum. yeah, when he starts reeing about, right? Like it's just so <laughs> insane, bro. It's just so fucking crazy. Uh, just yeah, just reeing all over the place. Um, and I, that's I'm what I thought. Was, I'm loving how much you're loving this song. Right I, now, I wrote "Gravity Blast" right there because that's just the, the imagery in my mind. But it, it's not right. at all. But what we well okay. now we know it's okay. Now we know. All right, go to two minutes and six seconds. I wrote "Let's Go" with like 15 zeros. <laughs> ah, very tasteful like pick tapping right there dude yes <laughs> we you know how, use- you, how you get the volume uh when you're tapping so you can two-hand tap with either your fingers or you can two-hand tap with the pick mm-hmm. if you're using distortion you want to use the pick because it's a lot louder Nice. And that's what's going on. We're learning on here. so much about instrumentation today. Dude, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, do you know, you, I would not use the word tasteful to describe anything in this song, but you just did and it worked, you know? Like, it was, bro. Like that fucking, like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. It works. I love it. It does. Um, tasteful because this track is disgusting. That point, go to two minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> I can't just yeah. I mean, it's perfect. It's it's actually perfect. I mean, bro, like okay. I just want to point out that little skit where the dude's like on the operating table and the monster starts taking him apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not what people sound like when they're like screaming. Like it was almost comical. Like it's. Like, I mean, it 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 would be if he had a gag in his mouth and it was taped. Oh, uh, okay, maybe, maybe. Don't ask me why I know that. Just kidding. Chill out. <laughs> I was like, Christ. I'm going to sit here until it's awkward. You're looking, you're looking at me like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> isn't it weird when you look at the camera? Oh, like, dude, it's the most awkward like, thing in the world. I don't know. Yeah, I'm so like, used to like seeing you look at like the screen and you look up at the camera and it's like you're staring into my soul, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> but yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, it's that is. It's it's really good. Yeah. It, they just it, No cap. That is fucking that is so good. You thought that was the pre-breakdown 
it wasn't. It was just the introduction to the drum thing going on, you know? Uh, what I really loved about it was those drums, I gotta say. Like that. Like the fucking. It's so cool. It's got like comedic timing in a way. And then, like, the very last one. Ding, ding, ding. And then, like, boom, the real breakdown, the condemned to suffer breakdown hits, which is. I don't, I don't know if you'll you'll play a clip, but like when I was reacting to it, I just it went ting 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 boom, and I was like, oh come on, <laughs> something like yeah. that, just like oh really? But I loved it. it. I mean, ten out of ten. All right, man. So let's close this out by listening to the final breakdown in okay. "Condemned to Suffer" by Gut Rack to Me. Uh, Three eleven, or you could just play it from here. We're pretty much there. Once again, like if you're listening to this and you know of anything that's actually heavier than one, fuck you, you're wrong. And two, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I was going to say like you're like, lying, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this is great, man. I mean, I know we missed some shit. I know this list is like in it. Okay. So full disclosure, having gone through this whole thing now and listen to every song, I would absolutely move Exodus up. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that too, bro. See, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Exodus is fucking insane. It probably needed to be either like before it, Suffer in Heaven, Suffer in Hell, or after Suffer in Hell, Suffer in Heaven. It needed to be like around there. If I'm going to be real, I'm moving Exodus to number two. Really? Yeah. Really? And then it, Into the Earth and Sulfuric Nullity are tied for third. Um, But yeah. My my reasoning was that I wanted to put Paleface above Exodus just because of like well part it wasn't even just that song. It was the combination of the fact that like uh you know Tyler Shelton was in it, which was fucking heavy, and also the six 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 thing was just absolutely chilling, right? And like that's part right. of the lore of this album. Yeah. And also the fact that Exodus has cleans in it. So technically in my mind that knocked it back a peg, but like not in like quality at all. I mean the Exodus is an incredible song, but it's yeah. fantastic, yeah. You're I, right, bro. You're right. I, I guess I see what you're saying. It should have been. Yeah. I still would have put it at two, though. Yeah. I, dude, because when we got to the breakdown at Exodus, I didn't want to say it when we were at that part of the episode. I was like, actually, that's probably the best breakdown in like the whole list here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's okay. I still think Condemned to Suffer is the heaviest track. No question. Oh, without a doubt. No, the number one spot is uncontested. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, so, I mean, we do think this list is like pretty damn good for this point in the year. I mean, if anything heavier drops, I'll be surprised, but it has to be uh, by gut wrecked me though, for it to be heavier. <laughs> 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 no, but no, uh, in all seriousness though, like there is a lot of music that we, like the Talia album, right? That might've made the list if we had just been aware of it, which is kind of right. fucked up of us to bring this up now, but well, I mean, I, I, we, can't possibly listen to everything. And I don't know if you guys, 
That's why we have a, like a community of people. And you hopefully, dear listener, if you've made it this far, really appreciate your listenership. If you know of some heavier shit that we need to check out, you can throw it in our Discord. Hell yeah. You know? So, all that being said, dude, this list was super fucking fun. If anything, just a thought experiment of trying to, like, rank. This is the first time we've ever ranked 10 of anything. Yes, this is the first time we've ever done like a top anything and actually put it in order and claimed that that order was correct. We've so, really just kind of been too afraid to do like, Cause I remember having this conversation with you like a year and a half ago, like, Oh, let's yeah. do top 10. And you're like, ah, man, but like people are going to disagree and we don't want to like take too hard of a stance. Right. But we're at a point now where we don't really give a shit. This is, the yeah, I don't heaviest. really fucking care anymore. <laughs> this is the heaviest shit. <laughs> isn't that all? Isn't that always the way it goes? Like, it, 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 yeah, it, we keep joking about it. I don't know. I mean, the list is probably debatable. Like we probably, and Exodus probably can move up for sure on second consideration. But it's okay. But fucking whatever. What I was going to say though. actually matter. Um, <laughs> fair. If there is something that is like obvious that should have been on the list that didn't, it's probably literally just because we didn't hear it yet. Correct. You know? That's so, kind of what yeah, I want to I'm say. sure there's a bunch of stuff out there that we didn't hear. There's a lot of stuff from 2021 that is fucking heavy as shit. And we never did a heaviest of 2021. So we didn't, bro. I would it be fu- it'd be fucked up to go back and do a heaviest of 2021, wouldn't it? Because Yeah, but we also have like a very small listenership, so it doesn't really matter what we do. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But <laughs> so like one of the big sticking points for me, you know I'm a down tempo fan, bro. Um Absolutely. I like the Big I guess tempo. it's a little weird that there's no bound in fear on this list. Well, the reason why is because, you know, Penance dropped in 2021. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Otherwise, it would have been for sure. Like there would have been. I was going to say, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that I that I looked up that I was like, this is so good. And it just wasn't in 2022. I went to look for down tempo. I searched Black Tongue and then I went to the related artists and I just started checking around, you know. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I really need to just learn more of the down tempo bands. It's like Black Tongue is the OG, and then Bound and Fear is the like the good sh- new shit, right? But I'm also working with a very narrow lens when it comes to that. I need to learn more about the genre as a whole. But that's why there wasn't any of that on here. There's also like, I mean, Costalum was in 2021. There's an right. argument that like maybe Demolisher, even though that's a fucking old song, or like something like that, should make a heaviest of all time list or I mean, something. Demolisher continues to be one of the heaviest breakdowns of all time. At and least the heaviest pre-breakdown line of all time. I think that's, you know, got that spot. I, I know you think it's like overrated and shit, but I still think that that breakdown is just crazy heavy. I really Demolisher. Do. Uh, and then well, the whole thing. thing. Yeah. You can't cut out the first part. Right. I mean, and the other thing, bro, I, I also wanted to say this. I'm glad we did it constrained to a time frame. Because there's so, I mean, if you're talking about the heaviest songs of all time, how do you not bring up like old Suicide Silence? But then how do you compare like old Suicide Silence to like new shit? It doesn't work. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I you could put Bludgeon to Death up against anything on this list, dude. Almost anything on this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, Bludgeon to Death is insane. But... It's still dated, though, is kind of what I'm getting at, right? Well, I, there's no way around that. But the the breakdown in Bludgeon to Death still hits harder than almost anything I can think of today. That's the doctors won't be able to recognize your fucking face, blah, right? There is no blah. It's just oh. a hit. But yes, it's that yeah. part. Yeah, I don't know. I what, what really the, the ultimate 
version of this like point, I guess that like pisses me off when I see it is when people are like heaviest music of all time. What is the heaviest song ever made? And people are like war pigs by iron maiden or iron maiden war pigs by black Get Sabbath. Fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, like they made the foundation for heaviness to exist. I mean, right. We just can't keep saying like, you can just go back and be like, Oh, fucking some shit by Vivaldi or whatever. I don't, I, like, I don't know. You can always go back further, but we're not, that's obviously not what we're talking about. I mean, <laughs> I, I totally understand the respect your elder mentality, but just cause they did it first doesn't mean it was the best. You know what I mean? No, categorically, it usually means it's definitely not the best. As an you example, know. quick, like anecdote. I mean, there was fucking, I don't know how much anybody cares about smash bros. Right. But like the number one player for like years, dude's name was like Ken. Right. And he was a beast he played Marth. And then he retired and he went on Survivor and like he, you know, he made a lot of money winning tournaments and he became like a little bit of like a D-list celebrity and like whatever. He came back in 2018 and played like the current best player at Smash Bros and just got absolutely obliterated, fucking four-stocked, right? And <laughs> to this day, I was watching a list about this. This is, again, another dude that was the best in like 2005 for like four years, right? Playing the number one guy in like 2018 got shit on. But then in like 2020, somebody made like greatest players of all time. And he was number like two. And I'm like, no dude, like no bro. Cause people have gotten better. It's gotten better since then, you know, like right. Greatest of all time yeah. means like greatest, like the best could be pitted against right. anything. And it's that, you know, or for it, our, it means that, you know, all those people who made the foundation that other people learned off of is like, those other people are better than that person now. And people get mad because it's like, well, everybody's everybody because of the Beatles. I'm like, yeah, that may be true, but that doesn't mean I want to listen to the Beatles. I mean, going from nothing to Black Sabbath is probably going like more impressive than any other like leap. From oh, the, you know, yeah. Without a doubt. But that's still, I'm not like, trying to invalidate Black Sabbath. I'm trying to invalidate people who say that gut rectomy is not heavier than Black Sabbath. <laughs> right, right, right. But the, I was going to say the second half of that statement, though, is like even though Metallica was like a lesser jump, for, like if you just fucking, I don't know, nothing to Black Sabbath. So you jump like 50 points and heavy or whatever the fuck. I, I don't know. Like, let's try to make an objective measure on it. Right. And then maybe like Black Sabbath to Metallica is like you jump like 20 or 30 points. Right. Like. Metallica's still at like 80 total points. It's still heavier than Black Sabbath by almost every metric that I can think of other than like maybe atmosphere, right? Sure. You know, and then like anything on this list is so much heavier than Metallica by like every metric possible, right? Yeah. And if you disagree, then unquestionably, if if anybody is hearing this and like is going to shit on me for saying this shit is heavier than Metallica, you're probably in your like 40s and wearing a leather vest or you probably are like old sold like that. You're just boomer (laughs) mindset, you know? And you, okay, understand this. We are not saying that condemned to suffer by gut rectomy is better than whatever. I actually am. I know. I, I know that. you think it is. I know you think it is. I'm, I mean, okay. But like a lot of times that's what gets confused, right? Cause we pointed out a lot of these songs are not the best songs on their respective albums. They're the heaviest mm-hmm. because they have the crazy thing that makes you go like, Oh Jesus. Yeah. I need to replace the subs in my car. You know, like that doesn't inherently make something like higher quality than something else, but it is heavy with some, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean now, these songs are. I mean, I, I mean, condemned to suffer by gut rectomy is objectively perfect. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to say any of these songs are bad. But yeah, again, your point's well taken. I understand what you're saying. Like heavy and quality are right. kind of like two different things. I don't know. Right. 
I, you just, you can't ignore when, when newer artists are pushing the envelope because that literally means they took the envelope from where it was and pushed it further. So right. by definition, it's, it's better than it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really feel like this point is up for debate. We beat that dead know? horse to death further to second death. Um, oh yeah. That horde is, is the entrails on this album cover right now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, are you ready to uh, close this one out, dude? Yeah, let's take this bitch home. Oh, yeah. So, one more time. This has been the Banger Alert Podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have... I'm, all right, man. This is the third time I'll say it, but I'll be serious this time. If you do have heavy music and you want to send it to us, hit us up. Uh, we have an email, you know, bangerlerpodcast at gmail.com. Or feel free to, like, you know, send us a message or comment on something on Instagram, Banger Alert Podcast. Literally just at Banger Alert Podcast. If you're already there, we got a link in the description of our Instagram to send you to our Discord, which is pretty sick. We got a pretty tight-knit mm-hmm. community. Um, again, posting music all the time. We actually went to the Discord to get some of the picks from this list, like uh, 1994, um, Exodus by Brand of Sacrifice. Those are both recommendations for people that are in the Discord posting music like regularly, right? Yeah. Super Pal sick Face community. was recommended. That not too, not yeah. specifically chaos theory, but people were like, "Hey, pal, face is heavy as dicks," and we're like, "Holy shit, you're right!" Fucking true. Bet facts. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you want to get involved, by all means, please do so. Um, we've been pretty slow on the communication recently, just because we're coming back off of like a six week kind of hiatus, as per our last like episode explaining what was yeah. going on with you guys. We're gonna get back to reviewing artists. We do. For those of you that are in our DMs, I have seen it. It's just weeks behind because I didn't know when we'd be able to record again. So yeah. next episode. So sorry, everybody. Yeah. Uh, violent answer, especially. Mitch, you can cut this if you want, but like yeah. violent answer. You you guys are sick. I've been keeping up with your music. I'm sorry that we haven't like been in contact. We've just been going through shit. Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll send that DM too once we're actually like back in the saddle. Um, right. edited and whatever. But I may leave that in. I may cut it. I'm not sure. Whatever. So yeah, guys, we really and the biggest thing, man. Thank you. Like you guys are the fucking best. It. Tantalo and I enjoy this enough that we would do it, but it really makes it worth our time to know that there's somebody that's actually out there like enjoying this, which is super fucking sick. From you know, I yeah. love that so much. You guys it's make like, this so much cooler. Despite me saying shit like, "Oh, we have a small amount of listeners, so it doesn't matter what we do," that's bullshit. I mean, we do want you guys to enjoy listening to this, so yeah. you know that that is kind of the goal. Like, our goal is to have fun and and listen to cool music, but also to make something that's it's fun to listen to and that you guys like. So, I do I do genuinely hope that you continue to enjoy and listen and and all that shit. Yeah. So, and, and thank uh, you for doing so. 100%. I can't, you know, I second that sentiment 100% and we don't take you guys for granted. Like the, you know, listenership that we do have. Really seriously do appreciate that. So, you guys are the fucking best. Keep it up. We're here to stay. Even if we're like kind of inconsistent with episodes, especially around the holidays, but we're here. Um. Anyway, uh, Tanalo, anything else before we wrap this one up? Nah, that's it, man. Hell yeah. So one more time, bro. This has been the Banger Alert Podcast. My name is Mitch. My name is Tanalo. Signing out. We'll see you in the next one. Later, guys. Adios. two-minute anecdote dude i'm so pissed why the other day while i was asleep ash painted my toenails <laughs> like blue sparkly color and i forgot that they were painted and then i was you know sitting on the toilet and i looked down and i was like ah oh, you know
Because most of the time I'm wearing wow. socks. So uh, I tried to like scrape it off without much avail because apparently this nail polish is just S plus. Well, you'd have to use nail polish remover. Yeah. Who would have yeah. thought? I mean, anyway. apparently not you, but. <laughs> who would have thought? Not me. That's who. It's all right. Well, okay. What's worse? Because I've, I've had my toenails painted, but I did it voluntarily. So what is that? Yeah. So that's the thing, right? <laughs> is it is consensual? I think that that's fine, bro. It's non-consensual toenail painting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as bad, but it's kind of like if somebody cut your hair while you were asleep. I'd be pretty fucking mad. Yeah. Like imagine like Katie, even if it was good, even if she came in, like trimmed your beard while you were asleep. I, I mean, I'd be absolutely furious. I'm going to be honest. Like, I just, because I trust you to, like, leave me alone while I'm sleeping. You know? Yeah. And just, <laughs> that's the problem, right? Is the, I don't want to, I don't want to go to sleep with a metaphorical gun under my pillow, dude. Like, Damn. whatever. Anyway, metaphorical. The real gun is in the closet. <laughs> real gun's <laughs> under the bed. Duh. Um, well, not right now, because I don't have a bed frame, so I'd have to stuff it under the mattress, and that'd be bad. That'd just be un- inconvenient, dude. Somebody breaks in. Hey, man, wait a You're wait inconvenient. A yeah, anyway. This is, <laughs> sorry. This is going on far too long. Okay. 